Hey, what's up, everyone? Today is Wednesday, April 5th, 2023. Welcome to Big Screens and TV Streams, live from the Grand Forks Best Source Studios. I'm Dale, along with the one, the only... Hello, everyone. I'm Batman. Batman is in the studio. The Cape Crusader himself. Hello, I'm Batman. Special occasion for the Batman suit today, Victor? Yeah, I, I, I figured, you know, I don't get to wear this very often. And plus, you know, who can? how many people can say they wore the Batman cowl? I can say, hi, I'm Batman. I guess you need, you need to be a superhero to manage to find your way through these crazy roads to get here today, huh? Yeah, the Batmobile was uh, actually actually got out of a big snowplow, so I was pretty surprised about that. But the Batmobile can do anything. So. Batmobile's four-wheel drive is pr- pretty top-notch. Pretty much. You know, once you got, you know, chains on your tires, it pretty much goes a long way. <laughs> and uh, producer Paul's in the house. He's rocking production. He'll be with us momentarily. Um, kind of bumping things up here a little ahead of schedule than we usually do. We usually have an 11 a.m. interview on GFBS. That got rescheduled due to the weather conditions from outside. We're in the middle of a big two-day blizzard here currently in Grand Forks. So switching things up just a little bit. Uh, with a little earlier start time. So we're all surviving. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, been a, it's been quite quite the stretch here. We'll get through it we're about halfway through this storm system. So... Batman will survive. We all will survive. We all get through it in many ways. Mm-hmm. Yep. So here's Paul. How goes it today, Mr. Paul? Oh, I'm working on it. <laughs> yep. Rocket things here. Yeah, we are live streaming on social medias on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Rumble. If you got anything to say, you want to join in the conversation with us today, comments or questions, please send them our way uh, in the live chat or text or call 701-213-0863. Uh, I guess uh, just to kick off, with uh, uh, we'll, we'll hit up our first sponsor right off the top of the bat here. We give a shout-out to our friends at Northwest Tire. And they're looking to hire a tire technician. If you're not afraid to show up work on time, work hard. This job might be for you. No prior work experience is necessary. And Northwest Tire will train the right people. You get great benefits like PTO, health insurance, 401k, and more. Pay does depend on experience, so stop into Northwest Tire on Gateway Drive or call Chad Hoff at 701-780-8473 or apply online, nwtire.com. And they got some killer deals going on at Northwest Tire in April. Get $100 off Nokia or Toyo tires, $50 off all alignments with purchase of new tires, and $50 off complete brakes with rotors and pads. So get your NW Tire credit card today and earn 10% off your first purchase or other awesome discounts. All right. So, I guess one news item here before we jump into our featured review for this week. Uh, it's, it, this kind of just broke, uh, I want to say, shortly after we wrapped up last week's show uh, on last Wednesday. So, Jonathan Majors, you know, he's been a big topic of the of our film reviews from the last few months. This mm-hmm. has been kind of like his big breakout year, just three months into the year. For I mean, he did Creed Three, yeah. the main antagonist in that, and we just... Loved his performance. Yeah, and, and he did. He did Devotion, and then he did Ant Man, Quantum Mania, Kang, mean, and it seemed like he that was going to be like the first of several movies with Kang. Like he was going to be like the main feature villain for what Phase Five or Six? Are they on? He yeah, did that airplane they, movie too. Yeah, well, I just mentioned a Devotion. Yeah, oh, yeah, Devotion. Yep. Which is kind of weird because all those movies pretty much garnered him to go further. Although he had been in television before he went to movies uh which was lovecraft country 
uh, uh, which didn't last very long uh, due to uh, the death of another actor. Uh, but they still kept going on uh, without him. Uh. So it's going to be interesting. We'll see where things may go on because there's been major allegations with Jonathan Majors this past week. He was arraigned in New York City last week on several charges that he assaulted and harassed a woman. Uh, NYPD confirmed that police arrested Majors and the alleged victim, quote, sustained minor injuries to her head and neck and was removed to an area hospital in stable condition. Majors did deny all the allegations through his lawyer, who later went on to say Majors, it was Majors himself who called 911 over concerns over her mental health. So it looks like a lot of he said, she said going on here. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll just have to see how things pan out here in the justice system, see what gets concluded or what comes out here. And yeah. Well, the weird thing is it's just like the, um, it's, it's just basically like, you know, it, it's one thing, you know, ladies and gentlemen, if you do get hurt, you know, people who have been hurt, Harvey Weinstein scandal, that's, that's one thing. But then to blame somebody, uh, like they did Jim Carrey, for example, you know, uh, his ex-girlfriend, who had, uh, sadly had died, um, you know, she had committed suicide, and her family came out and blamed him, and he's like, because I'm a big star and because I have all this money, I get bl- and the only reason they blame me is because they want money from me, which is a very disgusting thing to do to somebody. Um, so this is just another poor example of this kind of nonsense, you know, because he's a big star, he has a lot of money, and this girl, who of course probably got hurt herself, tried to blame it on him. And why would someone who hurt somebody call 911? That doesn't make any sense, but, you know, out of my hands, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm just a vigilante, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's... Yeah, we'll have to see how things pan out real early to see what the whole, I guess, what actually happened. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, if things are what the allegations prove to be, that'd be a a huge, huge, just, you know, bad, bad deal (laughs) for Jonathan Majors because this is, it looked like he had a huge career ahead of him or or could still have, depending on how things pan out here. He'll settle out of court. I doubt it, even if the court does get, you know, favor, because they're going to favor the girl more than they do him. Uh, d- despite that Johnny Depp, you know, because we already know that story, you know, they favored him. Sometimes the court favors more the woman than the man, so just be careful on that. It's I think people blow too much, you know, stories out of the water. Like, for example, the Jeremy Renner thing. He was saving his nephew. A snowpaw was heading towards his nephew. If that's not a real hero for you, I mean... Come on. And this is a real hero talking to you about heroism. So, I mean, you and he said he'd do it again, which I applaud him for that. He literally broke every bone in his body in order to save his nephew. Yeah, he's got a long road to Yeah, and they made a big and they made a big scandal out of it saying, oh, well, he was he was depressed and or he he didn't want to live anymore. Like, no, kill that noise. He was being a real hero. His nephew was uh, they were all hanging out, you know, and and one day, you know, this big snowplow was coming past him. And then, no. Get out of the way. He pushed him out of the way, broke every bone in his body. He is recovered now very, very well, mind you. And so this is just another, you know, terrible, terrible excuse. I guess it's been, a, it's been a couple months since I checked in on Jeremy Renner. Last I recall, though, I want to say it was like they're projecting about a year-long recovery process yeah. for him. But I guess he probably has a lot of the minor rehab things to get all, everything back to full he working does, range again. He's doing very well, mind you. He's 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 back on his feet. He's still doing recovery still, but he's he's doing really well. And, you know, his nephew even, they did an ABC uh interview with him and his family saying like how much how much you know he's recovered over the years and yeah he's like i do it again i totally do it again 
you know, just because, and that's, that's a real hero for you right there. So shout out to Jeremy Renner and don't worry, Jonathan Majors, this is another nonsense of a scandal. So shout out to Jonathan Majors for being a gentleman and calling 911 because not many people out there are going to call 911. So, right. Absolutely. Well, we should move things along here to our featured review of the show here. We're going to be talking about Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. Honor Among Thieves. Yes. Victor, I thought it was kind of funny. I, I, I saw the theaters. I was heading out. You were heading in to see it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, hey, man, where, what you off to? Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons-ish. I'm like, I just got out of it. Right. So I, anyone here at the table play much D&D over the years, like traditional tabletop, roll the dice, uh, pen and paper? I did um, a long, long time ago when all my roommates were in the house, uh, and we did play Dungeons & Dragons once. It was really, really fun. Um, I actually wanted to do it again because that was really, really fun, but we didn't get a chance to do it again, uh, priorities and such. But it was really, really fun, and I... I really got into it and I really loved it. And it's just, it's just a board game where you can make things up. And honestly, it's so much fun and the journeys and and characters you can go on and, and even do, I was really surprised. Plus, like I said, there's, there's just so much things you could do with it. It's just like a free for all. So yeah, I never played it. I had a friend who did. Um, I always liked the the books though because they always had really awesome artwork on them. Mm. Yeah. He had like all the hardcover ones that were really, really nice. I mean, I, I, I never got into it, but I could see the appeal. Mm-hmm. I, I tried I it a few it. times uh, over the years. It, the hard thing was just finding a dedicated play group to play with, to meet up with on a regular, uh, routine basis. I I had a few minor play groups. We I think we were meeting like maybe once a month for like three or four months, but then eventually some people could. It would be hard for everyone to make it the same day, and things would fizzle out after two or three sessions. Mm-hmm. But the times I did play, I didn't. I did enjoy. I know I played a ton of the D&D games over the years. Now, has anyone here seen uh, either of the two live-action Dungeons & Dragons movies from, I think it was 2000 and 2005? Uh, 2000 was just self-titled and in theaters. I think 2005 was straight to video and called Wrath of the Dragon God. No, I only saw the first one uh, with Marlon Wayans and, of course, Mr. Jeremy Irons uh, being there. Amazing work yeah i, mean, I want to say they were good fun campy movies yeah, i mean not like legitimately good but like just good fun just uh you, you know what you're getting yourself in for yeah kind of deal. They're, they're not supposed to be serious although this one is just as serious as that one but uh, i say this this one actually is trying to go for the big blockbuster marquee value yeah. I mean, like it, it has the light hardness of like a monty python movie it does and it and, it, it has it but it has its serious but it also moments, has a lot so. of serious moments mm. too not super serious, like I'd say, like a Lord of the Rings, but yeah. it, it has a nice middle ground, yeah, I would say. Absolutely. So you can see in the background here in the image behind us, for people watching the video version of the show, we got a pretty just all-star cast. I guess I'm going to duck down, so we got Chris Pine front and center leading the pack. Here is the Bard, Edgin, and then uh, Michelle Rodriguez as Holga. I love her. Yeah, she's like the, 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 the brawn of the yeah, group. Literally. Yeah, she her. is and perfectly cast, too. Uh, I mean, she's done that role in so many films. And uh, then you got Justice Smith, who's kind of an emerging star from the last few years. I've, I've recognized yeah. him in a few things, a few video game roles, too. Mm-hmm. As, uh, as they even call him the mediocre sorcerer. Yeah. He's like a struggling sorcerer trying to just, with mediocre results, uh, mixed results, impress crowds for just pennies but, or the equivalent. Then you got Hugh, Hugh Grant. I have. It's, I can't remember the last film I've seen with Hugh, Hugh Grant. Uh, I've seen him in a bunch of movies. Actually, the last one I just saw him, and he's doing it. He's truly just a 
just a true dynamo. I guess I've just he's just been off my radar. What's been a couple of recent ones for him off the top of your head? He just got done doing a movie with Jason Statham in them, uh, which was uh, Operation Fortune. Um, he had done another movie with him in The Gentleman. So he's been working with uh, Guy Ritchie for a long time. Actually, so, so yeah, he's he's the main antagonist for this film, Forge. Uh, he at first he's like part of his, uh, Chris Pine's group of uh, his little entourage of uh would be robin hoods as mm. for lack of a better comparison because you know they 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 intentionally do not harm and they steal from the rich give to the poor mm. that whole shebang and the synopsis for this is a charming thief and a band of unlikely adventurers embark on an epic quest to retrieve a lost relic but things go dangerously awry when they run afoul of the wrong people I do want to point out, too, this is directed by John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, and I mentioned them because they directed the one of my kind of like unheralded, uh, just very underrated comedies from the last decade, Game Night. Big fan of that yes, movie. Yes, I love that movie. Yep. Oh, I love All that right. movie. Yeah, very, very good, just totally outlandish, board game night gone wrong. Oh, just, yeah. yeah, high recommendation for that, but... Uh, Enough about that. Uh, uh, more about Dungeons and Dragons. Un- Honor Among Thieves. What did you think of this casting here? Everything. I-, I thought they did a great job with this casting. They did a beautiful job with the casting, and ever. And I love uh, if you go see the movie, and and they introduced uh, literally had the cast right there saying thank you so much for supporting this movie, and uh, I'm glad that you all are here to just watch it with all of us, and that that just shows. See a lot more movies doing that now. The last year, well, and it's it's really good that they do. I'm, I'm glad that they're doing that now because even Steven Spielberg did that for the 25th anniversary of Schindler's List, and I'm so glad that they're doing that because they really want you not only to support the film, but they they work hard. They worked hard to do that. I'm surprised Christopher Nolan didn't do it for Tenant, but you know he was already pissed off with Warner Brothers. But regardless of that, you know it's it's just great that everyone's you know they worked hard on these movies. You guys making movies is not easy, so. They they really appreciate you guys for coming out supporting their film and you know it takes a lot of people to do a film so it well, is I think not I, easy. I, I think I first noticed it and like, correct me if I'm wrong. The first time I noticed it was with uh, Tom Cruise for uh, Top Gun Maverick. There was that. Was there one, another one there, before? There was that one, but yeah, there had been ones before he had done it. You know, previously to that one, but yeah, there were there had been more uh, besides his. But I do appreciate him for doing that as well because. So you get. Chris Pine kind of going out with his band of merriment. They kind of have a nice uh, origin tale for, for this year to kick things off. And you kind of get him trying to plead his case to get pardoned. And he's trying to tell his whole origin story. And he breaks out of jail with, with Holga, or Michelle Rodriguez's character. I thought it was a great way to kick off the tale. And you kind of learn about him, try, learning about how Hugh Grant betrayed the group of yeah. merry men he was with. And the, you kind of get him set out to recover his, uh, you know, and, and Hugh Grant has his daughter. So yeah. he's got, that's, that's a, a MacGuffin, and he's got, like, the lost key of reawakening or whatever it's called. Yeah, and, actually, that's what it actually is called. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, there's a ton of D&D references, locations, maps, weapons. Did, did you recognize a lot of them? A lot of them, getting, getting a lot of the references, they seem on point. One of yeah, actually a lot of them are on point. And funny thing too, uh, I love the fact that they had, uh, of course, when Michelle Rodriguez and all of them, you'll see it's actually a crucial scene, uh, and they did this for the previews of it, uh, where they're about to get their heads cut off. She asked what kind of uh, axe they are, uh, what he's using, and what uh, she shines it with, and the oil that he says, it, which is very, very, uh, very good reference to, of course, the board game as well, if you want to play that. Um, it's it's just very funny. And then, of course, she beats the fool out of this kid with a brick. She just like, ding, and then bam. It was so funny. Like a lot 
of Michelle Rodriguez's characters, like she proves she is no one to mess with. Oh, absolutely. Even even in the first part of the film, you'll see why. So I mean, <laughs> and a lot of times I thought that role she's kind of just been kind of pigeonholed into over the years. I thought, I'm like, oh man, she's doing this again, this again. It's you know, it seems like a little rote for her over the years, but no, she. I, th- I thought she did a tremendous job with it in this in this film. I thought like oh, yeah. it didn't seem like she was here sandbagging it. She wasn't just punching in the time clock. You no. know, she 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 definitely delivered in her performance here. Well, and that's what I thought too. It not only just she does that in every film she does. And the funny thing is too, you guys got to understand. It's the same with The Rock. He's never going to turn in a bad performance just for you guys because number one, those kinds of action movie roles they're going to show you characters. That's why people love characters that he's always done because. Yes, they're they're very strong, they're very powerful, but they also show their human side, you guys. You got to remember, yes, these are tough guys, but they're showing human sides. They're not perfect beings. They didn't come from, you know, heaven or anything. They were downtrodden people, and that's exactly what she is in this movie. As if all if not all the characters are that way in this movie. They're failures. And like every failure does, they're the king of failures. So Every great character that you watch in movie, they're not perfect. And that's what this that's what this whole cinema system is doing to everyone. They're trying to make everyone perfect and and prop and all this other stuff. No, people don't want stuff like that. They want people like these guys yeah. who are the failures of of the king of failures. They want people who are flawed but also realistic. And that's what all these guys are. I think they're making a mystery men too. Mystery yeah. men too. I was yeah. gonna say, yeah, that's ringing the, those ring that's ringing those bells. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, I love if, that movie, guys. That movie is really good. If you haven't seen it, it's really fun. Yeah, you know, it's interesting to bring that up. The team of failures for Dungeons and Dragons—they kind of give each character their own nice little side arc too, for all the supporting characters. You yeah. know, will Simon ever become an actual, legitimately good sorcerer? Yeah. Will Michelle Rodriguez actually, you know, kind of? She has her own destiny. She has a like a, a lost love interest who has a nice cameo in the movie, which I yes. really got a good kick out of. I don't want to spoil. But I thought it was so hilarious. I was like, oh no, she and such is in the movie. So I was like, dude, this is crazy. Dude. Yeah, everyone gets their chance to shine in here. I, I thought it was really cool. Now, you get you want to be Dungeons & Dragons without having you know, your battles, your action scenes, your CG. Uh, what do you think about the tone for battle? I kind of classified it as swashbuckling action, kind of like Indiana yeah, Jones yeah. style. Look, co- action with like a, a dose of comedy injected. Would, would you say that would be accurate? That would actually be perfectly accurate just because it's, it's swashbuckling fun with a hint of magic, with a sense of mysticism, with a, you know, dut- just tiny touch of a lot of drama and a lot there's a lot of genres that are building up in here and that's what i loved about that's why this movie worked so well and plus i gotta give it to i just gotta give it to the people who did the practical effects thank you guys you're bringing it back and you need to bring it back that that the creatures in this movie the 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 dead people the makeup everything it's just beautifully done perfectly and that's what i love about films using your hands to make creatures that are coming to life like the dragons the of course the the eagles and everyone the owl bears yes the owl bears i've never seen an owl bear in a in a movie before that's why i was so excited for i was like let's go yeah they make owl bears a creature i would have a hybrid i would have never thought possible like into one of the oh yeah i think that's how to go down if you do a top 100 list of movie villains or just villains not to mess with their characters that that that's it's got to go in the list like cre- movie if you're doing a top 10 creature movie creatures that would be movie at the top like yeah. literally and i told you like and i told you on the last oh, last week's show i was super excited when mcfar uh, not yeah it was actually mcfarland who was coming out with an owl bear 
Uh, and I was really, really excited for that figure. So hopefully they'll just stop being around the bush and actually give it. And actually, it wasn't McFarlane. It was actually Hasbro. Sorry. That, so I'm really excited for Hasbro to come out with it finally. So hurry up, yeah. guys. Like, seriously. God. I, I see we have some comments from, from some people in the chat. We're going to give a hey to uh, Victor. Was that your friend, I think, from a few weeks back? Lun- Lunarev66? I believe so. If that is if that is him. Hey, what's up, Derek? What's going on, bro? Yeah, I see Derek in the chat saying the D&D move was solid. Gives it his thumbs up there. I, I am with you there, too, Derek. Always good to see you. And, uh, yeah, so... Let's kind of wrap up how the film wraps up here, uh, I guess, without spoiling it. But you kind of get a nice big obstacle course. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like the big final act and eventually a final showdown mm-hmm. with uh, Forge and this major uh, sorceress that oh, they, yeah. they go one-on-one with where they really amp up uh, less practical effects, more CG. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I've been hearing mixed things, people what people thought of this big CG final clash here. I, I guess I didn't. I didn't think it was terrible, but I didn't no. think it was great. But I don't. Where, where did you stand on that? I actually liked it. It was it was fun, you know. And and I know CG has taken over immensely, you know. And and I'm an old school kind of uh, film film guy, as you guys have seen in the show. I like practical effects a lot more than CG. But CG they did pretty well, and I, I think you had to kind of use a little bit more CG in this movie. I love the practical effects. I will give it to them all day on that one. But yeah, CG was kind of need for this one just because, again, they're having fun, you guys. They need to have fun on this movie. So yeah, I really like the final act where they're they're just the stuff that led up to the final showdown where they're in this arena type structure and mm. it's like a rotating maze that they kind of got to do teamwork to yeah. get together. And it felt like they're going through a D and D campaign, trying to figure it out together. Like yeah. it seemed authentic, you know, and I'm saying this, you know, just as a very, very casual Dungeons and Dragons player. But uh, for me, it worked. I really, yeah. I could say that for the movie as a whole, I definitely give it a thumbs up. I want to see another one of this cast and crew. I thought Same. they, I thought just the, the crew gelled well, the chemistry was there almost from beginning to end. Like, literally. Um, I, I want to see another one myself. So. My only nitpick was, I thought they could have probably trimmed 15 minutes off. It was 2 hours, 15 minutes. It seemed like about 15 minutes too long. Mm. Maybe a little bit of padding in that middle chunk. I don't know. Were you the same way, or did you felt like... No. You, see, and all... you, it, but you have to do stuff like that, just because... Uh, and I'm going to tell you this quick, guys, because every film has done that. Uh, you know, even for uh, Planet, uh, Ra- actually, War for the Planet of the Apes was a very short movie. Um, even Dunkirk had to be that short, too. But it's because these are epic films, you guys, yeah. and you have to kind of oh, yeah. sometimes you got to trim it down a little bit, but not all the way down. And because this is an epic movie, you kind of had to make it two hours just because, you know, fill in fillers here and there. But oh, still. Yeah. no, uh, no, it's annoying is a three hour movie yeah, three that hours. doesn't have an end. Yeah. And that's why everybody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. You know, you know, they did like uh, at the, the, the oh, come on. Yeah. You know, you know, they had to do like The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Anyone who says that movies are so long, like, oh, yeah, dude, the- you haven't seen anything. If you had to look at Cleopatra, which was the longest production on cinema history. They had to do that for an, not only an hour, but they had to do it in makeup. They had to do like big, big spectacles. Like they had to build ships for this, guys. I'm not even joking with you. That was a longer production than this. So don't complain about, oh, Lord of the Rings, oh, it's so long. Oh, how it's so long. Go back to MGM's back in the day, movies back Gone then, with the wind. I promise yeah. you, you would not even see an ending to any of those movies. Those were long as hell productions. Cleopatra, oh, even uh, Caesar I, I think, was longer I think, I think than we're, that. Uh, we, I think we hit the scale of uh, apples and oranges here, Victor. I know, but still, that, those were long productions. Those, those were like tedious. I, I'm, I'm just talking about maybe trimming in a two-hour, 15-minute movie, like two hours, two-hour, five. I'm, I'm not saying like trim like an hour off or anything like that. Oh, of course yeah. not. 
not, but I'm just saying that. But no, you know, no, I, I hear yeah. over the years that there are a lot of people who say there's never an ending. Well, these are huge spectacle movies. Once you work on them, yeah, there oh, no. probably is going to be no ending. To oh no, yeah, I, yeah, I hear you. No, yeah, it's, I mean, epic fantasy movies. I'm I'm all for making sure, you know, like we mentioned with Lord of the Rings and some of the other examples. You know, big grand epic sagas oh, yeah. where you 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 want those three to three and a half hour. You know, once every so many years, just just big dynamic stories. This one, I thought they were going for the more popcorn blockbuster feel. Yeah. Where I thought two hours would have been a nice, tight, just perfect watch. I mean, I'm I'm not saying that like overstated is welcome by a lot, but I'm just saying oh, maybe it's a little shorter. But but oh, by and far, the most part, definite thumbs up, seal of approval. Mm, absolutely, uh, one million percent. That that's a true movie here. All guys. right. Good deal. It uh, looks like Rotten Tomatoes aggregates there are, are right on the same page. Critic aggregate score of 91%. Audience, 93%. That's Dan. pretty dang good. Yeah. And like, di- really? And I'm surprised. Derek in the chat saying, giving it his seal of approval, too. So, yeah. Shout out to my boy Derek. I love that, man. So. D- Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, catching in the theaters now. So, Victor, I see here we've got your weekly fill your head segment you're due up for here. I see it. Two topics this week. First one, your enemies will define you. Yes. And being that I'm wearing the Batman cowl, that pretty much, you know, sums it up right there. But um, a lot of, you know, funny thing about when you when you make friends as much as you do enemies, it kind of blurs in in the middle a little bit uh, just because you never know how many how many times you've kind of go back and forth with it. And funny thing is, too, is uh, Making friends, ladies and gentlemen, is one thing. Keeping them is a whole different story. I've had many experiences where I've had friends. Keeping them is not easiest. It's not. It's not easy at all. And so you got to be careful of which friends you're making and which ones can kind of tear your world apart. And speaking of which, uh, Batman, Cal here. Uh, Batman had a friend. His name was Thomas Elliot. Uh, unfortunately, his parents uh, died in a terrible car accident that he caused. And now he is. One is this of Bat- going back to Batman before Batman? Like, as when he was a youth? Yes, this is when he. They, uh, so, uh, if you ever read Batman Hush, uh, Alfred, trusty Alfred that he is, gives readers a flashback of what happened uh, to Bruce's great friend. So they were always best friends, um, and they would always play chess with each other. But he would always get two steps ahead of Bruce, and so he was a very famous doctor, much like uh, his father. And so he had caused the accident uh, to his parents' death. Like so, he they were driving, and so he cut the brake lines on their car so that they would crash horribly. And then years later, as he became older and he became the successful doctor, uh, he pretty much bandaged his face uh, so he could turn into anybody and so he played deadly mind games with bruce and he'd even pretend to be him and he would steal his riches and everything so and and this is why i say everyone keep your friends close and your enemies closer because you know your friends can become your enemies which is which we've all seen in movies such as lord of the rings and of course star wars which is pretty pretty sad to see that these people who once good turn to the dark side very much in these movies and as well as comic books and shows um and so this is why i wanted to talk about this because even for example spider-man is a huge example of this being that you know not a lot of people know this but when you know someone's secret identity which is the first one in the comic books like this so norman osborne knew who peter parker was before there they even met one another so it was kind of weird to see that in uh in the silver age kind of way uh because it's it's really crazy how you knew who someone was before they even put on the mask and such and before he had passed away sadly due to his own accord uh 
Harry hated Spider-Man, and then he knew who Spider-Man was, and then it just I thought became, they perfectly portrayed that in the yeah, movies, too. Yeah, it just became this huge, like, massive screw-up that, you know, now resulted in friends becoming enemies and more enemies coming out of the woodwork, and it just... So you got to be careful with that stuff, guys. You know, certain friends can turn enemies. Even in the movie Creed, you know, uh, two friends who've known each other for years get in trouble. One goes to jail, and the other one blames this other one for having a successful life. Uh, and, you know, it just becomes a bad guy who is growing up on the wrong side of the tracks. And, you know, they have to duke it out to, you know, become friends again, which is kind of really awkward and funny to say at the same time. And very ironic, yeah. too. I mean, it's a, it's a good uh, it's a good plot uh, plot trope to set up movies too. You know, best friends becoming enemies, bitter yeah. enemies. But it's always a good one because it becomes personal, and and that's what it's, a, it it's a good trope to use. Yeah, it's mm. it's a very good trope to use. So yeah, so yeah, your enemies will define you, and I. Th- I know, I think you may have touched on this a couple of times over the last year or so. This is actually the first time I've or, actually did. Oh, okay. I saw honestly when, there, the, when the, there was the news when the last one uh, passed away. Uh, I thought we kind of touched on there being a curse or something like that, too. Oh, you mean the yeah. Power Rangers? Yeah, the Power yeah, Rangers so. curse. Oh, no, I was, yeah, I was segueing to your other topic for, for Fill Your Head. Oh, yeah. That the was, Power Rangers curse. Yeah, this one's... Uh, we, we've touched on this before, but it's it's actually pretty crazy because they're revamping um, an old generation, uh, first generation of Power Rangers, of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and I'm glad the cast got all back together for this one. Um, I think with the death of Jason David Frank, God rest his soul, um, literally, it's just, it's just so crazy that they all came back together. I think Kimberly is... I, I don't see Kimberly in there, but I think because they had, they had such a very powerful relationship with each other, I think she's still kind of mourning him a little bit. So it, this is kind of like the biggest Power Ranger curse I would ever have to see because... So this is like a new film or TV series? It's actually on Netflix as a TV series, and... Um, I'm kind of I'm a little hesitant to watch it just because I not not just because I don't like obviously you've seen my love of Power Rangers on this show yep. let's go uh, but it's it's just it's kind of hard you know without him being in there and like I said guys I've actually met him he's a very very nice man yeah he was here in town doing a signing a few yeah and ago. it was so crazy I grabbed every Power Ranger you know paraphernalia that I had and I was like let's go and it, it was just really cool to meet him and you know it was so crazy the fact that I met this man like. Not only a second, but, you know, because we had to... Because it was, like, not even a month later when everything happened. Like, literally. Like, I I met him not too long ago, and then it was just like, yeah, he's gone now, man. It was so crazy. And the same with Kevin Conroy, you guys. It was just a really big hit to the face because, I mean, one day they're here and the next they're gone. And it's just like, you know, what goes on in their lives we don't very much know about. But still, you know, the fact that they were here and they brought us so much joy, that was the crazy thing. So so is that series on Netflix now or is it coming soon? It, it is on Netflix now, I heard. But um, I have to check again uh, just because I want to see if it actually is. It, it says it's on there. It's kind of like uh, for that vampire one with Jamie Foxx. have a placement holder Fox. picture or something like that. Well, well, it was like the one for Jamie Foxx. You know, they, they put it on there. They put the previews on there, but instead oh, it's coming soon, so just look out for this. And that, that's what they're basically doing. So it's coming soon. So it's soon, safe to so. say if they have at least the placeholder coming soon image, it's, it's actually legitimately coming in the next couple of weeks, if not days, if yeah. not already up. I, I would think so, but we'll, we'll have to see because they're really faulty about their schedules. So you know, right. Netflix. So. Well, Victor, you brought it again like you do every week, man. Looking always forward to what you have next week. Always appreciate. So. And also looking forward to talking about our friends at Oh for Heaven's Cakes, 
where there's nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods, and that's where Over Heaven's Cakes comes in. They have the best cupcakes for special occasions or just a treat. I know Victor and I, we hit it up almost every single week here oh, in the yeah. Grand Cities Mall. Victor, what's been one of your go-tos recently from there? Uh, I'm just, I'm very old school about my treats. Uh, I'm always a cookie dude, so I mean, I, I always buy cookies because I love cookies, and uh, of course, I got to tell you their uh their sugar cookies are the bomb.com so i need to i have yet to try any of their if i did other than the gfbs cookies they had here for our, our oh, three-year yeah. anniversary those special so here a few weeks ago. Honest, those were i honestly want to delicious. take i want to take all of them home with me honestly i'm not even joking with you i almost ate all of them just because i was like let's go <laughs> it was really good yeah, can't go wrong with any of their options. They're cookies, cupcakes, muffins. They're located on the north back side of the Grand Cities Mall, open uh, open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4, and on Saturdays from 9 to noon, you can call them up, 701-757-2253, or email oforheavenscakes at yahoo.com. Be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. That's oforheavenscakes in the Grand Cities Mall. And if you're looking for a cake job... Well, O for Heaven's Cakes is hiring. Make sure to stop in there to inquire about their employment opportunities. Did you talk about graduation cakes? Oh, yeah, graduations. Yeah, I see it was underneath here. Yep. Order your graduation cakes early. I know talking to them, just catching up with what they got going on, they always say they kind of got a queue going this time of the year with graduation. What, just just over a month out, I think, or that's under crazy. a month, about a month-ish away. Man, that's yeah. so crazy. And their, their cakes are just as good as I, my, my mom got her wedding cake from there. Uh, from of several years ago, and they do bang up jobs on all their cakes. So yeah, stop in, make sure to hit them up for their graduation cakes. All right. So next up here, uh, we're going to make sure to hit up Victor, your other weekly segment, your action figure showcase. Did you bring an action figure for us this week? Yes, I did. So I will be right back. Oh yeah. Was this one of the other ones, that, or is that still the the big the big one you got coming on here? The other one is, just, like I said, guys, you're going to have to give me a you're going to have to give me a year or two. Because, oh, okay. Man, these guys are really beating around the bush. So. It's, yeah, it's in due time, in due time. Yeah, for yeah, newer viewers, Victor always, he's a big-time figure collector and he, he and, and figure uh, painter, too, so he, a lot of customizing. So is this a custom uh, uh, custom one where you did some tweaking to it, or is this an uh, original one. figure? I only did one tweak to it, so uh, the funny thing was is I actually, I was like, I was going to bite the bullet on this one, you guys. I bought a suicide, literally suicide squad pack that McFarlane had released, and it was a huge box. Box. I'll have to bring it to you next week uh, if I can. Um, it's a huge box and it had all the Suicide Squad figures in it. It had, uh, of course, Peacemaker, Bloodsport, uh, Polka Dot Man, Harley Quinn, and of course the King Shark himself. Um, and so I brought some of them with me. Because, yeah, it wasn't last week King Shark, right? Yep. Yes. And that was, I, had, I have now two King Sharks, honestly. So I have one that's not painted and the other one that is uh, painted blue because, of course, Great White's the, one of my favorite predatory creatures of the sea and of course i brought one with me so this one was not did not come with the suicide pack this is raz al ghul which is batman's most hated enemy um so i took the head of the original video game version of him and i thought you know he looked pretty good but i thought i wanted to do it for the teenage uh, batman versus teenage Ninja turtles raz al ghul because that one made more sense so i took that head Kind of threw it away, and I thought this one would be better, so I, you know, stapled this one on it or glued it on there, and it looked fantastically great. And the body was so awesome, so I thought this is Ra's al Ghul right here. And Love Ra's al Ghul and Batman Begins. Yes, and it's Ra's al Ghul, not Ra's al Ghul. And seriously, did I say it right? 
Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Raz Al Ghul is absolutely right. So again, or or Raz. I think I hear sometimes too when some of the shows, right? Yeah. Everybody says that, but it's like you know, if Ross, we're going to get into that argument, yeah. it's like we're going to be here for hours. Oh, I think they so. just say it shorthand and not as a replacement. That's what oh, I, of course. Or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it usually at the time, it's like you know why. Uh, and then of course, here's Bloodsport. Bloodsport is always you know he put pretty much Superman in the hospital with a kryptonite bullet. Uh, and of course, he's a trained mercenary. And very good marksman that he is, and I love the costume that they did for him in the Suicide Squad. And they did this in also in the comic books, the way that he has a skull-like mask that helps him, you know, breathe in certain atmospheres, including in space, mind you. And so he's got the gun with him, and he's pretty much not to be messed with because he is a very fa- powerful marksman. So this came with the Suicide Squad pack with uh, with the rest of them. What line of ties is this from then? Uh- um, this is from McFarland. McFarland. Uh, so McFarland does really great. They're very beating around the bush lately uh, about their figures because they haven't keeping people them. on their toes. Well, just because they haven't like released any of them, and it's like their stores are getting so bare. So I'm like, come on, already release your figures already. Did they, they say they're just running into like supply chain issues, or <sighs> they're they're more doing it online, which is fine. I understand, but dude, you just need to release them because, come on, seriously. Well, was the Bloodsport character was he in either of the Suicide Squad films? He it, was in the new one, the new uh, one that James Gunn directed. Uh, he wasn't in the old one that was Deadshot. So Deadshot, uh, yeah. which is really ironic that they just didn't. It, I mean, honestly, you should have just let him direct the first one instead of the uh, second one. And regardless, like I said, David Ayer did a good job, regardless of how people liked it or not still. I still think he did a good job. Now they're going to have to release the Ayer cut, which I which I am very down for. But at the same time, guys, you got to get your stuff into order. Come on. Looks this, like you this, got one more for us this week. Yeah, and I got another Suicide Squad member. Oh, nice. hey. <laughs> yeah, Peace we know maker. this one. Yeah. <laughs> He they owned, both have the same skills. Yes. Yes, they have the same skill, <laughs> literally. And funny thing is, too, uh, played by the always funny and always great John Cena that he that he does. I whited out his eyes. Um, I don't know if you can see it in the camera. I whited out his eyes just to make him look like he was in the comic book. Uh, and oh, I was going to say, was that how the figure came? I, I was just presuming that how the figure came to avoid no, paying no. John Cena royalties. <laughs> no, I, I, I whited out his eyes to look like uh, he did in the comic book because he looked better with white eyes in the comic book. And he looked more more intimidating so i like the intimidation factor you got a problem with john cena victor no i love john cena <laughs> i absolutely kidding, love kidding. the man he, he he kills him whatever he does but no i thought just to no, make he, looks more, like, he looks like ultron i probably would have to disagree with you on that but you know at the same time uh on your factor, so uh, it's but yeah, it, I wanted but, to make him look more intimidating. I really wanted to and, make him look. And more I get having the homage to the source material. Oh, of course. And How I do wanted you not to make see him the more resemblance into- to Ultron. How does he look like Ultron, Paul? <laughs> I, I don't see. Is Ultron. it Ultron like way taller? Ultron is a robot, and yeah. he's very taller, and he's he's more. Dis- isn't but Ultron they both like got the me- the silver metal head with the red suit? And- isn't oh, I thought Ultron wasn't more goldish. No, Ultron. No? Ultron, for those of you who do not know, Ultron is uh, a robot. He's a automaton robot. He does not have a red suit. He's all made of animantium. He's silver, and he's got yes, a very scary looking personality. Wait, am I- wait, I'm, I'm, I always get Ultron and what the one from the second Avengers movie mixed up. Uh, Ultron, and then the I'm Japanese. Not, I'm, I'm the robot. Japanese anime one is the one I'm talking the about. J- the Japanese anime robot. 
The one that like gets big like the, Godzilla. Yeah, the, the spelling's just a little different. Not Ultron, but uh, Ultraman, right? Ultra, Ultraman, right? Ultraman. You're talking about Ultraman. I'm, yeah, I think so. Am I am I right or no? No, am I off? There's two. An- there's a lot. Oh of yeah, you're right. Ro- Ultraman. Yeah. There's a lot of anime robots, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ultraman is not an anime robot. I know. I know. There's a Super Nintendo game based off it too, a fighting game. Then that that one is probably mixed up then because no. there's Ultraman there's uh, there's Gigantor of course he's an anime robot but yeah this is uh, Ultraman is an a, uh, not an anime robot he's a live action robot yeah uh, see that's Ultraman oh yeah there we yes, go yes that's Ultraman yes but he yes but there, that's not can... or maybe oh I'll uh, or wait or yeah I got or whoops uh, there, I don't know if... Okay, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I, I, for some reason, I thought he was more goldish, but yeah, but no, yeah, that's a helmet I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, and Ultraman, he's a super, he's a superhero. He's not a villain, so there, that's another difference between. <laughs> I never watched him that regularly, but I know I've seen enough clips of him over the years. Oh, of course, and, that, and the Super Nintendo game. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah, and I've never, I've never seen a video game portrayed of him. They just made a video game of Ultraman. I love me some Ultraman, guys. I'm a huge fan of Ultraman. I always have been, um, and it's really just crazy how. You know, he's grown in popularity so much. Honestly, he was an underground figure. I found out about him from uh, one of my uh, associates, which was my friend Lanier. So shout out to Lanier for bringing me onto that series because that's really good. But so yes. all those figures came in a, in a three-pack or four-pack? No, the, this one did not. This one came in its own, uh, you know, uh, clamshell case. Uh, and I just customized it. I took the video game head off of him and put my Teenage Union Turtles, uh, Batman vs. Teenage Union Turtles, Ra's al Ghul head on this one because this one made a lot more sense than that one on the video game. Although I liked his look in the video game because he looks so freaking crazy. Yeah. I thought this would make him look more refined and, you know, I, I just... Well, it looks hear... very complimenting the, the, with the whole musculature and the facial design. There. Yeah, and I and I love just, you know, and the voice of... I just think of him in the a voice of animates in the Batman animated series which is like you always were a perfect specimen detective even old age hasn't softened you as much as I'd feared so I love that v- refined voice that he has and very he's always just called and for those of you who don't know he always calls Batman and uh, is an honorable gesture to him detective you know so of course because he's the world's greatest detective. has that very imposing tone to his voice yeah and that's what I love about him and of course you know like I said the, so these two came in the the Suicide Squad pack. So, I mean, this was just really cool to see that they all were there. And like I said, I I did customize uh, one, which is John Cena's Peacemaker, to make him more intimidating because I like white eyes. New season of Peacemaker right on the horizon. I think about within the next month this or so here. Yeah, and James Gunn, he's really busy to, this year. So he's going to be a lot busy. I don't know if he's going to fluctuate between back and forth between his shows. and. and yeah, I have no idea how he does it. Yeah. I, me Guardians of the Galaxy like, Volume 3 within a couple of months yeah, or two to promote and he's that. Already, yeah, he's already releasing you know, the, the secret to DC yeah. already. And so he's doing but. new Peacemaker pretty soon. So, I mean, shout out to James Gunn, Liz. Victor, another awesome showcase here this week, man. Can't wait to see what you have for us for next week here. Yes, and and of course, shout out to both of you, of course, because the the fact that we get to talk, not only talk about this, but just you know that way it'd be much easier to uh, to just say you know because we get to talk a lot of uh, of course nerd on, on the show, which is really great. But the fact that we can at least you know just. Have have it in all the spirit of fun is just I appreciate. And like oh, I love the I, I don't know if it was intended or not intended, but it, was, it served as a nice reminder as, as like oh yeah that's right new season of Peacemaker almost here. <laughs> yeah, very very soon, you guys. And again, shout out to James Gunn and of course uh, the woman, the blonde woman that you all see in that show, that is James Gunn's wife. 
Oh, okay. That is his yeah. real life wife, and uh, she helps him out, of course, a lot on that show. I was so. trying to remember her character's name. I'm sure it'll come to me here sooner or later. But you, uh, I'll, I'll I'll say this: you, you'll know her by her snarky remarks. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember. I remember her in the show. She is yeah. She is undeniable. But uh, we should move things along here. Hit up our noteworthy theatrical streaming new releases this week. Couple big uh, theatrical releases and some noteworthy streaming releases this week here too. I got five things to go over. Uh, streaming movie on Netflix is Murder Mystery 2, and this is the, the latest Adam Sandler exclusive movie on Netflix, where him and Jennifer Aniston, they're a married couple who, I don't, either of you see the original movie on Netflix, Murder Mystery? I didn't get a chance to watch it. I actually have been going back and forth with my customs, as you can imagine. Well, so. yeah, Adam Sandler, he's got a tough Netflix exclusive by this point. He, he uh, does. He's so had a great relationship with them. So. Him and Jennifer Aniston, it's a sequel where they're a married couple who become unwittingly involved in a murder plot again, and this time they're in Paris. So another globetrotting adventure with those two. Next up, I really want to see this, but I do not have Apple TV+, and this is exclusive to Apple TV+, the movie Tetris, where it stars... Taryn Egerton as a Dutch video game designer who tried to bring the iconic addictive puzzle game to the world in the late 1980s. And this is the story of how he had to overcome the legal hurdles of freeing this game from the then Soviet Union's legal system to bring it to the masses and how it became the worldwide sensation that it is today. Shout out to him, honestly. Yeah, I've seen a lot of good uh, stories, articles, documentaries about how Tetris came to be, but to see how it get the theatrical treatment... And uh, I, I listened to an interview with a director over the weekend. Uh, yeah, this seems like a, a, a nice way to get the nice uh, uh, theatrical version, or at least the nice, you know, the abbreviated version mm-hmm. of the story. There's a very good documentary online, The Gaming Historian, really good YouTuber who does his research, a very, very thorough and actual, uh, has a degree in history. So uh, he is this called The History of Tetris. If you look it up, The Gaming Historian uh, YouTube channel called the, Complete, the History of Tetris, that's the good documentary version of it. I'm very curious to see how this uh, streaming movie on Apple TV Plus is. So yeah, if you have that, check it out, Tetris. New series launching on Amazon Prime Video called The Power. And the concept uh, for this uh, new series is definitely intriguing. It's about teenage girls all over the world are suddenly gifted a special power to unleash electricity attacks from their fingertips. And how these girls use their new power, whether it's for good or bad, is completely up to them. And it's starring Tony Collette, John Leguizamo, and Josh Charles. Leguizamo's been pretty busy lately. This he is has. I can already see the outcome of this. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like I'm really surprised because he's I mean, he's a great actor, but just uh, man, he's really just pumping out movies left and right. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be a very graphic movie. Yeah, some like girl to... that's gonna remember something from eight months ago and go fry the guy with her electric fingernails now. That would suck. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> talk about my super ex girlfriend, which is literally that's a scary thought. If you honestly have seen it. So next up, we got the two big the- theatrical releases, and these both released today. They're actual Wednesday releases, which aren't that common. You get them every now and again, but so two big releases in theaters today. Uh, we got the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yes. So Illumination and Nintendo joined forces to create the Super Mario Brothers movie, a CG oh, movie. Uh, well, the concept. 
for this is while working underground to fix a water main, the Brooklyn plumbers Mario and brother Luigi are transported down a mysterious pipe and wander into a magical new world. But when the brothers are separated, Mario embarks on an epic quest to find Luigi with the assistance of newfound allies Princess Peach and Toad. Mm. And they got an all-star cast voicing the roles here. We got Chris Pratt as Mario. Yep. Uh, uh, Luigi is uh, Charlie Day. Charlie Day. Jack Black's Bowser. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Yes. <laughs> Tenacious D. Yeah. Oh man. So and I think I'm more. I, I, I'm more and like I like Charlie Day better than Jack Black. What? And, really? and I think what Jordan Peele is Toad. Am I right on that one? I or is it Pete Key? I I get. I get oh, Key and Michael Peele. Yeah. yeah. He he is. Yeah. He's. <laughs> I, I I keep getting them all mixed up. I'm the worst. But uh, those two are just from their epic show on, was it Comedy Central, yeah, right? Key yeah, Peele, Key and Peele. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. I still wish this would have been um, not CG, but... Oh, live action? Live action, yeah. Yeah. Part of me wants the... I wish it was too, but I think after the first one, it was kind of like, yeah, I think this... Who's, least, who's John Leguizamo in this? Because he was in the original one. Yeah, he was in the original. I don't think... Uh, he was in the previous uh, show we just talked about, The yes. Power. Uh, but he, I don't think he's in the Mario oh, movie. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. My bad. Yep. But uh, it'd be cool. It'd be cool. Yeah, if they get him to do yeah. a cameo. Yeah, yeah I doubt it. <laughs> that movie know. was really you, bad. You, yeah. you never know. Him and Bob Hopkins, they might they might come back for a cameo in that movie. So yeah. you never know. Bob Hopkins Look out for them. is unfortunately passed away. Yeah, I was going to say, ago. I think he's dead. <laughs> well, they probably might do it. Pre record. You know if he does, that would be pretty amazing. Yes. You, well, and I know he passed away sadly, but, you know, it's it's still, I would think they would do a voiceover for him. Or chap know, the, GPT him up. Yeah, I, I bet you they probably would. Sadly. Sad thing that yes he he did sadly pass away many years ago but uh, he I, I would think that they bring a lot of stars back from voiceover works and other things yeah so. they could rip his yeah. his voice just I'm sure yeah. yeah so safe to say we'll be reviewing that on next week's show so uh, final theatrical release to talk about on for what's coming up also in theaters today is Air. And so, yeah, this movie, Air, it's a biopic film on how Nike went from upstart sports shoe company to unrivaled powerhouse in the shoe market by securing the rights to license the Air Jordan sneakers and starring Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Viola Davis, Jason Bateman, and Chris Messina, directed by Ben Affleck. And, you know, I was talking to Paul a little bit before the show. This is his fifth directed film, and I think I've been a huge fan of all but one of the films he's directed. So Which one? Uh, Live by Night. I would say it was good, but not great. But all his other ones absolutely love. I didn't even get to see that one. That, that it, had one... A, it had a very small release. I think the, the studios weren't confident, and then they kind of intentionally made it a little hard to track down. Makes sense. I didn't see that. It, it was still all right. I wouldn't say it was great, but the, all his other films I, I was a huge fan of. And the tra- have either of you seen the trailer for this, for Air? It, it just, I, I actually saw a little, a little bit, bit of it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been pretty much hitting a lot of you know trailers all, all around the world. So. I mean, it's getting that 80s nostalgia. It's getting the, the 80s, like, kind of, not like Dream Team, but like the kind of 80s basketball getting erupting in the mainstream with... Jordan, Bird, oh, yeah. uh, Magic Johnson is capturing that nostalgia. Yeah. And, and then the, the original Nike Air Jordan nostalgia. All those things are just coalescing into making this seem must-see for me. And we, not, we need to uh, get the fact checkers on this, but I'm pretty sure that I saw that Michael Jordan turned down a $120 million deal with Disney stating that he likes his image the way that it is. And that would probably be more accurate than anything just because Michael Jordan is not somebody who he's not a big pub. I'm sure he he might disregard for saying this, but he 
he's not a big publicity guy, meaning that he's not going to just put his face on anything. He he's a kind of person, a basketball player that's working hard for what he does. So like if you look at old commercials that Spike Lee had used to do with him, that's the kind of person who loves to do commercials, but only to his image. If you're doing a great kind of way of his image, sure. I think, I, well, I think you just want to stay away from the wokeness. That I can, yeah, that too. I mean, because he, you, you, if you haven't seen him for a long time, the wokeness thing kind of just turned him off. So, and it turns everybody off. So, I wouldn't blame him for not having a bunch of money be thrown at him and say, "Go take this." No, I know we had we, we had a lot of fun poking at him where they did the the little uh, um, the the uh, bait and switch for the Michael B. Jordan cameo in Space Jam. Yeah, I, 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 you know, and I, I, and this is actually really on facts, honestly. The reason why he did not come back for the second one is because he hates LeBron James. He absolutely <laughs> despised the man. Uh, j- just because uh, everybody thinks he is the greatest basketball player in the world. Now, I'm not going to lie. LeBron's a great basketball player, but he has nothing on Michael Jordan. That man has earned more rings than him. He's been in this industry of basketballness longer than him. And f- in fact, to all of those, I'm sorry. I mean, Victor, we, we, re- we, we recommend you check out our sports show on GFBS, Fork Sports Highway, live every Thursday at 630 in the evening. Very yep. true. But, I, but just to tell you, because I love Michael Jordan. I mean, I grew up with him, so it's it's kind of just that love for him that I have. So, All right. Now, you can catch the uh, Air and Super Mario Brothers movie in theaters today at our next sponsor, the River Cinema 15, and also the Shire Bar and Grill right across the hall from them. Both are located in the River Mall in East Grand Forks. Now, we recommend you dine inside the movie memorabilia-laden restaurant, the Shire, or take your meal to go to the movie you'll be attending. Some of this week's featured attractions are what well, we just went over, a couple of them, yes. Air, and then also Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, mm. we reviewed, and the Super Mario Brothers movie. You can check out the complete listings of showtimes on rivercinema15.com. And don't forget about their Tuesday special, yes. $5 movies all day long. Yes. And for all you seniors, a $5.50 senior matinee special every wednesday and thursday mm. and now we also recommend you check out their sister theater in crookston the grand theater and mm. for their complete show times you can check out their website morefamilytheaters.com now the river cinema 15 you can see the video footage behind me they got an all-new expanded concession area that now serve adult beverages and they have all kinds of awesome luxury seat recliners you've seen the video behind me too Totally great place to catch a movie. Check them out. River Cinema 15 and the Shire Barn Grill located in the River Mall in East Grand Forks. All right. Time Holy to- cow. You did that all ad lib. Wow. I, I th- <laughs> we lost our ad copy before was, the show. That was fantastic. <laughs> if anyone can, like, because that's really great. If you can do that in one take, like, that's, that's a that's a. You think you've read that ad a couple of yeah, times? Just, just once or twice. <laughs> Shout out to Dale for doing that in one take, honestly. The, the one thing you did forget, though, is that they also operate the Moore Family Theater in Crookston. I thought I said the Grand. The, it's called the Grand in Crookston, oh, right? Did he say that? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or nor well, is it the Strand? The, well, you said the, the more. Well, you said the more, but you then, but you said Grand too. So okay, okay. yeah, he probably. Yeah. I always get confused on that one anyway. 
Yeah, it's it's a tongue twister. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they yeah the the Grand Theater in Crookston, yeah, they they operate that one as well. So yeah, morefamilytheaters.com for their show times. But uh, let's wind things down with some plugs and quick takes. Uh, other GFBS shows going on this week. Make sure to check out the Monday interview with Heather Novak talking all about the upcoming fundraiser MGM Night at the Ralph Engelstad Arena on April twenty second, and on this Friday's episode of Weird Wrestling with Iki Ichabod. Icky and I will be counting down our top five wrestler entrance theme songs. Mm. We're covering. We're, we're going to be covering all types of wrestler entrance themes from the past and the present. It's it's going to be interesting. Do you guys got a, one or two quick ones off the top of your head that you remember wrestling theme songs that yep. you just love jamming out to? Yep, my favorite one, of course, was Steve Austin's theme song by my favorite band Disturbed. Oh yeah, they did a version of it for a while. Yeah, that was a very good version. Glass Shatters. Yep, that was my yes. favorite one ever. Paul, do you got a random one from your wrestling watching days? Hulkamaniac. <laughs> I can't even think of one. I, I wasn't a huge wrestling fan. The but. Macho Man. The graduation graduation pop and circumstance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, oh. yeah, yeah. I, got, I got nothing on this one. Yeah, two noms. The only thing I can think of is when Homer went out to fight, I think it was Mike Tyson, and he came out to, <laughs> I believe in miracles. <laughs> I thought he came out to, wasn't it like, why won't we be friends? Uh, oh, maybe he did. I thought it was miracles. Or maybe you, you, it probably was. It was both. How about that? There you go. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, no, you're probably right. But, uh, yeah, check it out this Friday, 9 o'clock, or on demand, GFBS, on your favorite podcast or social media apps. All right, guys, quick takes. Uh, what do you guys plan to watch this week or what you have watched and we haven't had a chance to talk about? Paul. Well, uh, Avatar came out, uh, Way of Water, to stream now. So I watched that a few times. Cause What's it streaming on? Uh, well, I, so I purchased it through my movies and TV app thing on oh, my Xbox, okay. but I would I wouldn't be surprised if it is on Disney Plus. Ooh. It probably yeah, is actually on, on Disney Plus because so. I think it's a Disney movie, so it's probably yeah. out on Disney Plus if it's streaming. Otherwise, you can purchase it through streaming services yeah, like you can Prime purchase it on Disney yep. and Prime. Um, and then also, I watched um, Creed Three again. That one is not out yet. I just have a hack, mm. so I yeah I went into. A, a hacking streaming service to watch that one, but it'll be out soon. You wouldn't even honestly. You could just, I'm sure. Watch actually, it no, it is out for rent. That's why I was able to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they did, and uh, on demand actually too. So yeah, yeah. So Creed Three is out. Uh, you can watch that again, and yeah, both of them are good. Um, we already safe talked to about say, them. Avatar still your number one movie of last year. Uh yeah. Just because I don't, I can't think of anything that tops it yet. Um. It definitely, I don't think it was as nearly as good as the first. But then again, you know, this second time around, I've, I've been catching it in bits and pieces because at one point my daughter started watching it, and then I was watching it at one point doing laundry, and then I fell asleep, and then you got to pick it up. And mm. but that's the thing I love about these, the like the Avatar movie. When we talk about a three-hour movie, yeah, that's... I don't mind a three-hour movie after I've seen it. Mm. To be able to put it on and get things done. Right. That's kind of handy. Now, one thing I didn't have on here that I thought of during the show was Ninja Turtles. Oh, uh, yeah. So now my, uh, my son, who's four, mm. is liking the, you know, the Ninja Turtles animated series. Mm. And I do not like the latest one or... Because the latest one is almost like Japanese animation. I, yeah. just, I just don't like it just because of the... the 
the way that they do the animation is too flashy, mm. and they you know they put like the the expressions on there like you would see in an animated thing where it's yeah. like all of a sudden you got like a star and yeah. like a, a bubble with something going yeah. on. I, I don't like that. But the one before that, I think it's good. But the thing that drives me nuts is that I can't let my four year old watch it because there's all it's. I'm thinking the Nickelodeon one that may have been the yeah. one. Are you talking about the, yeah, but, talking about mean, the 2012 one? Yeah, but, well, because they're they're sitting there, they're calling each other stupid, you um, know, and like and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, I don't need my four year old going to daycare, not and, quite and call, like, calling one of his yeah. other friends stupid because yeah. he saw it on Ninja Turtles. Mm. So I wish that they would have dialed that down. Mm. And it's almost like the Batman animated series. Mm. I mean, they they try to make it a little bit. I, you know, it's. I'm sure it's Y7 at least. It's, it's, it's if, dark. Not, if it not is, PG. It is a dark. It is a dark series, mind you, ladies and gentlemen. But at the same time, it, it's not overly dark. I guess as the new animated features kept going on. So I will say this: you can watch it still, and you can watch it with your kids too. But in terms of what Paul said, yeah, it's it's just brotherly banter. So of course, you know. Well, it, it, it's so you know, uh, like we're going to be going to Mario Brothers. Mm. And I'm going to bring my. 10 year old daughter to that right because i have no problem with now i i'm skeptical about bringing my four-year-old mm. tomorrow because there might be some inappropriate things but it's also rated pg so right. I, and it's a it's a full featured movie right so i can expect that mm. but just a cartoon mm. that has episodes that is streaming on kids netflix yeah it drives me nuts when they do that and it's got more of like an adult um, teenager theme. I'm trying to, to remember on Netflix. Do they do like the same on on linear television? Will they put at the start of the show the you know TV Y seven? That's what I said. Yeah, it, that's what I said. It is Y seven. So do, I mean, yeah. it is it is above my kid's age grade. But they, I would still be comfortable with him watching it if they didn't inject some of that um, vulgarity. Yeah, um, and and to give everyone a quick you know thing about this as well, the rating system of movies and television. I'm going to tell you. Just because it says Y27, uh, or YK7, excuse me, does not mean it actually is. It yeah. might be in that sense of the rating system. It's more but like because, guidelines. But yeah, it's the, the guidelines itself, they're, they're, I'm going to tell you there are no guidelines, and I can tell you because old school here. Um, when something is rated like TVPG, for example, because uh, it does have language and violence, it doesn't have it's, – it's not going to include that in there. It may have a little slip here and there, but most of the time it's the same with movies. You, know, you will see movies that are rated R just for language, and there is no, yeah. like, there's no language in it. There's no like, bad language at all because I've seen movies where it, just, it says it's rated R for just language or it's rated R for just nudity, and none of that stuff is in there. And I think they only did that just to – you know for the publicity and, you know, just for the scandalousness of it. So, yes, there is a lot of stuff in there for adult, because these are made by adults. Or kids or younger kids. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's, that, it's that kind of brotherly humor, like I said, with Ninja Turtles, the 2012 one. Uh, this one's a little bit different. There is brotherly humor in there, but it's just not as overly... Well, noticeable as it is in the tw- 2012. Well, well no, I th- what I think they're, what they're doing, and I don't, don't disagree with it, I mean, you know, maybe my four-year-old shouldn't be watching that, mm. that series, you know, mm. maybe it's old. But you have seen in the past, uh, probably decade now, how they are making cartoons and they are trying to gear them to where it's enjoyable for parents too. Yeah. And so they'll put adult humor in there. Oh, yeah. With that, that kids won't quite understand. Oh, yeah. Kind of go over the kids' heads. Yeah. But, like, no, here's a nice little nod here to the parent or yeah. guardian. Yeah. But, but like you said, I mean, so, so there are some of these shows that, you know, because you click on kids – 
So you think that, okay, it's for kids. Yeah. And then you'll be watching a show, and all of a sudden they'll show like a kid that doesn't get his way throwing a complete meltdown temper tantrum yeah. on the show. Well, kids are so impressionable. Now they're watching that, and then they're they're acting yeah. in the same expression that they're seeing on that on this show. Yeah. And so that's why I think it, it, this filter that they have saying like kids, like no, a lot of this isn't for kids. This yeah. is for teenagers, right. and it's under the kids. Belt, right. Which they they need to factor that out. I mean, I, I saw Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh, under yeah. the kid, under the kids, kids network on a kids network. Yeah, and I'm that's like, awesome. I'm like, are you kidding yeah, me? You're gonna I'm, have wow. that? Uh, like, my, my kids uh, can watch that or wow. um, Rick and Mort, Rick and Morty. Yeah, those are hard wow, disagrees. Really? Yeah, wow, because bitch. they're cartoons. They're cartoons. So why? Which not? streaming service was this again? Or was this Netflix? Netflix. Or, yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. They're really they're trying to now, and they're I'm probably doing what broad. they did. Well, they're probably doing what they did in the '90s, like with Ren and Stimpy, and that. Ju- and ladies and gentlemen, that just shows you how much they got away back in the day of how cartoons could get away with stuff like that back in the 90s was that it was a well, car- think, like, think it, it's it's cartoon, a cartoon, cartoon so. network. Yeah. You think cartoon network cartoons are for kids. Oh yeah. So any kid is going to be like, Oh, cartoon network. What? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think, uh, <laughs> <laughs> for, for back then too, I think cartoon network, I, I could be a little bit off base here. But I want to say generally they aired their edgier content in the late night hours but like, they, they had a no they had, not, they had not a term as much for it. as you would they think had a name did. for it though it was um wasn't it like uh they did title cartoon- wave or not well title no they wave. did they did cartoon cartoons which yeah. were like ed and Nettie, and then there was johnny bravo and then there was a uh, dexter's laboratory and all that which were yes they they did have adult humor but didn't they but have like an like, anime chunk that was like late night or something yeah there was, like that? That was there was a late there night was tsunami there was tsunami, tsunami. yeah that's what i'm thinking yeah of, there yeah. was tsunami and stuff like that but then no again, li- if liquid you were- oh look oh that was the mtv one right liquid television Beavis oh. and Butthead, I think, was originally on there. They had, I know they they had uh, MTV Uncut. I know they had that, which back in the day too, and it, it was a little bit more skew because they had Daria and they yeah. had Beavis and Butthead and all that other stuff, which you were not allowed to see, but I saw yeah. it anyway. So, but uh, we should probably be winding things down here. Um, any other quick takes, Paul? No, I got that's it. All right, I'll go through mine real quick here before wrapping up with Victor's. Um, keeping up with Picard, this last episode was a little bit of a downer. Actually, it was only week episode, I think, of the season so far. It was more focusing on the villains, kind of fleshing out their backstory. And their main villain this season has been, been called the Changelings. You know, think Mystique from uh, X-Men, and there you go. Uh, I wasn't really on board for the way they were explaining their whole, uh, their, their catalyst for why they are. But uh, three more episodes left, and then that season will wrap up. Like I alluded to last week's show, watched a ton of wrestling. <laughs> it was way too much. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, WrestleMania 39, nights one and two. Night one, way better than night two, but night two had a lot of good stuff. A lot of good matches. Uh, got to see one guy unintentionally break his leg 15 seconds into a match. Dang. And so they called it an improv, and they had Snoop Dogg come into the match as a Improv, impromptu substitute and so beat the guy. <laughs> so that's why they did that. Uh, I don't. You may have seen that floating around on memes and social. I know media. the UFC bought the WWE. I know that it was just announced on Monday that UFC acquired WWE. Big news. Uh, yeah, that big. Yeah, I guess you know they, maybe they still got to officially do all the paperwork to finalize it. But yeah, they they officially titled it as a merger where they said UFC will control fifty one percent. Uh, WWE shareholders will control 49%, but I think it's officially an acquisition. 
they did say Vince McMahon will retain his role of chairman. Dana White will retain his acting role of the, as the spokesperson, figurehead of UFC. So you know what? That actually mm-hmm. makes that, like that actually billion? makes tons of sense. Yeah. That actually makes tons of sense. Can get there's not really much martial arts in UFC, so I mean, there's more wrestling than there's boxing. a lot of. Uh, UFC people that go into the WWE afterwards. Oh, yeah. So that oh, would, yeah. Ronda Rousey. Yeah, being Ronda Rousey. Shanna Baszler. And other ones that go the other way are too. I think yeah. Batista started in the WWE yeah. and went to the UFC. Bobby yeah, Lashley and Brock Lesnar had successful MMA careers. Yeah. yeah. Um, Brock Lesnar did the yeah. same thing. So. Brock had a huge run in, in UFC. But uh, other than that, uh, keeping up with a million little things, and the Connors are both kind of ah, mediocre. I mean, in little things, a million little things, is a little bit better than the Connors. But Connors, I'm just just kind of hate watching some good episodes, but not the not the greatest. But uh, yeah, that's my quick takes for the week, Victor. Um, really, just like I said, uh, been busy with uh, action figures, as you can see. Um, I'm I, I'm really excited for the Mario Brothers to come out. I'm really excited for that. Uh, there is a, of course, can't wait for Blue Beetle. I we watched really, the trailer before you got in here. Yes, like literally. Uh, in the, Paul and Dale, they watched the trailer before. Of course, I got in here and new trailer course, yesterday, right? Yeah, it was actually on uh, Monday. So they they released the trailer on Monday, um, and I watched it immediately myself. Um, I was so really, what's your really, hype? level at it it was just really really fun like i i I really i i honestly thought okay here we go but they did incredible with this trailer and i have no doubt because blue beetle is one of my favorite uh superheroes honestly uh and i'm referencing of course not only just uh mr jaime who is uh that's his name in uh, of course his character uh in this new one but uh the original which was ted cord uh the original blue beetle who started it all and i love that character um so i'm really excited for that i'm also excited uh for of course as you can tell you know the new batman uh flash flashpoint movie um so i'm really excited for that to come out i'm excited for the barbie movie to come out because i mean margot robbie being and ryan gosling and everyone's really just and even uh shang chi he's gonna be in it too so i thought man this and even will ferrell and and greta gerwig being uh just incredible actress and director that she is and she's working with her boyfriend noah bomb back another great filmmaker that they both wrote this movie so i'm really excited for them to to just talk about uh the sensation that is Barbie. And I know a lot of people who are, if they're old school like myself and Dale and Paul and uh, all of us here, um, if you've ever, you know, played with your action figures and took your sister's dolls and pretty much let, let them blow up like I did. Um, yeah. So I loved, I, I, I love what they're going to do with this movie and they're going to keep the spirit of that going on. So yeah, that's pretty much, pretty much all my quick takes. Is that was a ruckus of action figures. Same, <laughs> let's, man. Let's, let's I, wreck some stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was I was excited. That's why I took my sister's dog and always had them be the prisoners. And, uh, <laughs> and I, they I would can, just I can relate up. to having the sibling rivalry oh, with yeah. my brother stealing my Legos. And yep. you know, we'd always mess with each other's uh, toys sis- back in the day. My sister know? would always steal my Bionicles. And I was like, really, <laughs> dude? This is, this is a war time now. So I don't think you want to do this right now. So it's... Paul, we're just talking about the Blue Beetle trailer. I know you said you were unfamiliar with the character. I think that, but I think we're both coming out pretty high from the trailer there. Yeah, the trailer looked awesome. Never heard of the Blue Beetle. Yeah. I don't have high expectations for this movie. I think the special effects look pretty cool, but I think anything other than the special effects is going to kind of suck. I honestly would. I mean, this is going to be like I said. This is the new Blue Beetle they're doing, and I and I wish they would have done the original before they done the new one. Uh, but but I'm very excited for it. Um, they did a good job on the suit, uh, just like they did in, in the comics as well as in the you know shows. Yeah. So I was really it, excited. It, it could surprise us. Some of these movies based off unproven uh, properties in the mainstream have 
lit up the, the the sales charts, the box office, like Guardians of the Galaxy. That wasn't a mainstream comic book property, but the movie just shocked everyone and became a huge hit for Marvel. Yeah, so and that's... Maybe Blue Beetle can be that for DC. I'm sure, but um, just to clarify, so they don't... When they do this a lot, they have to be careful when they do this because a lot of properties that they have done it. So certain superheroes, for example, like Shazam, who was actually named Captain Marvel before he was named Shazam. Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah, that was the real kicker to uh, to the balls of DC. So, I mean, if they can and they've done a pretty good job so far with this one. So I'm really excited and hopefully it doesn't, you know, go crazy like Shazam did, you know, because they tore it apart and funny thing uh really quick because they had talked about this on a radio show they called it a marvel movie they said this is the worst marvel movie of you know 2023 i'm like and this is exactly what i was afraid of is someone just oh, we couple- shall we shall see what all how everything comes to be here in the coming weeks when it releases what, yeah, when's we'll the release date again so it's july, thir- july. this is july Actually, no, this is April. Yeah, July, actually, uh, 31st, if I'm okay. not wrong. So, so, big summer blockbuster. Yeah, so. Hopeful summer blockbuster, we should see. But we should wrap things up here with that. Yes. Uh, we're going to have a huge show next week. We're going to be reviewing Super Mario Brothers movie. Yep. I'm going to try and see Air also. So, Same. So. Yeah. At least one, if not two, big reviews for next week's show. Yes. I want to give a big shout out again to today's sponsors Northwest Tire, O for Heaven's Cakes, and River Cinema 15, and the Shire Bar and Grill. Make sure to catch us every week, normally streaming every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Had an early show this week because of the switch up in schedules to the weather today. So, you yeah, tune in live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. by searching GFBS on your favorite social media or podcast app. Or live or on demand. So, with that, we will wrap things up for the day. Thank you, Victor. Thank you, guys. And remember, I'm Batman. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. He's here with us in spirit. There we go. Applause button. <laughs> Always here with us in spirit. <laughs> and thank you all for tuning in, joining us this week. We'll see you next week. Big reviews next week. Super Mario Brothers, the movie, and air. Until then, stay safe in these crazy blizzard conditions, everyone. See you next week.